0: 80s, huh? What's going on? It's Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Service Marketing Podcast. I am your host, DJ the Bear, Brian Jump. It is a beautiful Monday, October 24th getting close to Halloween time. Let me dim this uh, sound down just a little bit. I like when we just stop it. There we go. Anywho, getting close to Halloween, isn't it? Have you got a costume picked out? Are your kids ready? Is the wife ready? Did you guys do a Halloween party this last weekend? Um, quick pro tip. Um, if you check out our Instagram, you'll see a picture of my costume. Little 70s action. Had some fun. Had a crazy wig on. Uh, we had fun. It was good times. Um, had a crazy busy day on uh, what was it Saturday, and then we went out Saturday night to uh, friends and family party and and uh, yeah, I wish I was I was freaking beat tired. Man, we just it was crazy amount of work we had to take care of and so many moving parts. So I'm not trying to wind up. I'm, trying, I'm basically old. That's what I'm just trying to tell you. But it was good times. Good times. Good food. Com- good company. Good beverages. A little bit of rain out in SoCal, which is kind of weird, but uh, no complaints, no complaints whatsoever. Um, anyway, um, let's get right after it. Um, and, and no students this week. Well, technically we have a student, but he's not really on uh, the sketch. Uh, this student, Andrew, did great last week. I opened up, like I do for a lot of my students, if they want to come back for a little extra free training in their local, um, I usually give them a few days or I'll give them afternoons, evenings. You know, weekends, whatever works, man. I'm not, my goal is to make sure that people absorb the information, the content, and get it down to where they can start making money. I basically want them to succeed. And so, when the just when the class is over, it doesn't mean that I cut the umbilical, pull the rip cord, spray the raid spray, any other kind of analogy you could think of that might mean terminating something. But I don't, I don't just cut it off. You know, I, I, I basically I'm there for the long haul. And that may annoy people. You know, hey, why won't he just let me go? You know, and I, I'm good with that. Hey, if I'm annoying you, that's fine. But just, just know that I'm here. I got your back, your front side, just to make sure that you uh, get this stuff down if you come train with us. So I take it for real, guys. It's it's the human condition, man. It actually kind of matters. So anyway, so yeah, Andrew uh, is is coming back for a few days, I believe. We're supposed to go to Hawaii next weekend, by the way. So maybe we'll do another podcast from the island. That'll be nice. We went about three months ago. Going to scoot back out there just for a quick five-dayer because uh, they had some really cheap airfare. So I kind of nabbed at Thought You know, why not? Airbnb, one twenty nine a night. Yes, sirree. I am traveling on the cheap, a.k.a. ramen noodles. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm jacked. I'm excited. We're going to go to the Garden Island. It's going to be fun. Um Let's see what else from the weekend. Uh, Resto Mike, if you remember him, if you're a longtime podcaster or podcast listener or both, um, he used to work with us, and then he uh, had to move back down to San Diego, but uh, due to some uh, relationals. But uh, podcast Mike, uh, not podcast Resto Mike, came up and uh, helped out a little bit. It was a huge help with uh, one of our techs. so I appreciate a big shout out to Resto Mike for helping out with uh, the ProMaster band. That was super cool, him. And then um, what else? We had Vadim come in and work on a, one of our, re, our restoration buses, uh, the 65 panel. And thank you, Andrew, for taking care of the Escalade um, that we did the buff for for George. This guy had a really nice pimped out 600 Escalade, and uh, Andrew did a real nice job doing uh, the the roofs, the rupees. Uh, uh, slow cut and buff to get all the scratches out of this thing because he'd driven it off road and into some brush and so we helped out with it. It was nuts. So anyway, today we're going to talk about scarcity when something's scarce. Scarce. So some examples of scarcity that us as human beings uh, value. Well, I mean gold, any rare metals, right? Um, stuff that's expensive. Um, expensive brands that are in limited supply that that we've all uh, put a connotation of luxury brands like uh, Yves Saint Laurent or Ferrari Bugatti you know uh, designer jeans diamonds you know on and on and on I mean you know time maybe but uh, I mean scarcity is 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 legit you know either perceived or real and we all um, we all really uh, kind of in concert kind of value these things, don't we? So so anyway, I want to talk about how you can incorporate scarcity into your business and create maybe a little more urgency for your clients to move towards you and select, choose and schedule your service, whatever it might be, auto body, dent removal, um, house paint or whatever, whatever is your, your flavor. So anyway, number one, it has to be genuine. Um, If you're going to have a scarcity uh, marketing campaign, you know, if if people are going to see through it, if you say, hey, you know, limited time offer for why, you know, what makes it limited? Tell me. And if you just say, hey, you know, you know, final, final deadline or whatever, tell me why. And I want to know why. If you're just doing it for doing it, it's like, well, you're probably going to do it again. So I'm not there's no rush for me. You know, unless I really wanted it to begin with and that I wouldn't really even care about the scarcity. So try to tie together a scarcity campaign that actually has legs, has some teeth you could sink into, you know. So let's say you, ha- we all have constraints in business. So if you utilize scarcity to maximize uh, those those constraints or those, those constriction points, uh, that can help you get all you can out of your current operation. So example, let's say you have limited appointments. Let's say you're, I don't know, a consultant, you know, or or you're a debt removal tech or whatever. You've only got so many hours in the day, you and or your staff. So let's say a certain day um, is slow for you. So you could even do like Tuesday, you know, it's 10% off Tuesday or something, or let's say you're slow in the mornings. Hey, you know what? You know, it's like like happy hour but reversed, right? It's you know, it's it's dent hour from eight to ten a.m. Blah blah blah. If you're trying to kind of book book people in early, you know, and then people will understand that. You know, they'll get it. okay. I understand he's slow. You know, it'd be like you know an ice cream shop having a sale in the winter because they probably sell less ice cream in the winter, right? So it's the same thing. You're just trying to stretch out your your services so people will utilize you uh, when you aren't getting they're hitting your capacity numbers. Um, you could even do limited bonuses uh, with a value add. So if you come in on that, that you know, let's say it's Tuesday, you know you get an extra an extra something. So instead of taking money off, you just give them something else, which I always liked. I'd rather do that than take money off pers- personally, but uh, almost a personality, but anyway, um, another one uh, speaking of is seasonality. Um, let's say let's say you're slow, whatever your business is and you're slow in the summers. So hey, we got our summer special. It runs from, I don't know, June 20th to August 20th or maybe a month or something. Probably probably not the whole summer, but who knows? Maybe you would, you know. Um, but scarcity is, is, like I said, when utilized in the right way, you can really drive sales. It, it's nuts. You know, FOMO or BOGO, th- those are real. FOMO, fear of missing out or, you know, buy one, get one free. I mean, either way, I mean, there's ways to utilize those things so people, people will spend spend more money with you or come to you in those times when you're a little bit slow. You know, BOGO, you could have a buy one, get one free, whatever you do, that service. Uh, you could have bring a friend, bring a buddy, you know, depending upon your service. I mean, if you're a bathroom remodel guy, you're not going to do two two bathrooms for one, but but you get my point depending upon the business model. Um, but like I said, I, I really would look into scarcity. Look at when you could use more business, you know, or or ramp it up or whatever, and, and, and then find out how to be creative, yet genuine, and and do your uh, do your scarcity move. So that's that. All right, here's another one, guys. We talked about this. I've talked about this before, how to own your five mile. But I'm, I'm going to squeeze it back down. I'm going to choke that down. I'm going to put my hands around the neck of the five mile idea. And let's just choke it down ugh, to one mile, okay? So own your one mile, wherever you live. I don't care if it's... If it's Frankfurt, Pennsylvania, or Bangor, Maine, you know, uh, uh, Crater Lake, Oregon, whatever. All right, own your one mile. So how can you do that? How can your business just be, oh man, you know, if they're standing in that one mile circle, they, they step within that ring that you literally painted across the town. It's one mile, goes over houses and through yards, whatever, you know, at least in your mind. Let's just go with that. Maybe you have a ring on, a, on the actual map you're trying to own, but... But how do you how do you own it? How do you people choose you or, or have at least more awareness of your business in that one mile? and then you could you know do other one miles or, or other markets, right? How could you do that? Number one, um, online, of course, you know you could own the real estate online and that could that could be social. It could be your Facebook's, all the all the big social platforms where uh, people go to look and, and chat and, and chit chat and talk. Um, it could be paid. Uh, it could be paid media, so you're doing paid ads on, on also on social media, or it could be, um, you know, uh, Google and or Yahoo or Bing or whatever. Um, Google's obviously the big cow, so that's probably where you would you would spend some time. Um, and then there's also the option of what's called earned media. And you might be saying, well, what's earned media? How can I get earned eyeballs? Well, that's like if you're in the, if you can create stuff where you're in the news, or press releases where you've kind of earned it, you know. Hey, you know we we're doing this special thing for the the high school or for for uh, paraplegic athletes and blah blah blah. Guess what? You just got you know out there amongst the eyeballs for a, a, a good cause, and and that's going to help you own that one mile. Oh, you know what? We would use that other that pink paint company, but we're going to use the green paint company because because uh, green painting they always seem to help out the less fortunate, and we really want to give back to them. You know, all right. Well, there you go. Right. So to me, that's huge. That's huge. So um, just keep in mind, you know, that, that's, that's pretty much online. So let's go offline for a minute. So mobile vehicles, of course, you can have uh, your crazy wrapped vehicle with signage everywhere or park it somewhere in, in a busy intersection or a busy street. Um, you can have your business, if your business uh, has a brick and mortar, uh, you're not just mobile. You could have a, a nice signage you know, multiple spots, whatever the city and the the local ordinances will allow. Um, You could do mailers where you're doing some mailer deal out to the local residents and or businesses um, or flyers um, where it's legal. And that's just getting your message out in front of people's eyeballs again. Hopefully you're going to do it in a targeted fashion. Um, I wouldn't want to send, you know, wedding uh, services to a retirement community. Not to say you couldn't get a little bit of business, but probably not a lot. You get my point. So you want to you want to be firing off of your arrows to where they're going to land where people might be interested. A high pre- pre- preponderance or a high focus and concentration of people that are into your whatever it might be, whatever the business you're doing. Okay. L- example. Let's say you wanted to sponsor a large event. Let's say there's a soccer, uh, big soccer team in your city or town, and, and they hit you up. And they're like, hey, why don't you, uh, um, why don't you put, you know, get one of our banner ads or one of our TV things, whatever. I, I here's one. These guys, they they run ads in the local tire stores. Uh, there's like two or three of them, and they're like in town. They're like, hey, why don't you buy a spot on our TVs in the waiting room for the people in our tire store? And I thought to myself, man, they you know, you have no idea about target marketing, buddy. I didn't want to say it. I'm like, oh, you know what? I can't, it wouldn't help me. I'm, we're too busy. I can't use any more business right now. They, people can't argue with that. They're like, oh, shoot, you know. Yeah, you know, how do I come back with that? So, and it pretty much shuts them down. But um, but no, I w- even if I was dead, I wouldn't do it. Because people, my business, and the only way if I was going to advertise in a tire shop is if I was another the competing tire shop. <laughs> if they'd allow you, which I obviously wouldn't. But, I mean, if you could sneak in, they'd be pretty funny. Um, otherwise, like something super complementary to wheel to tires, like wheels. Yeah, I sold tire. I said wheels. Excuse me. So um, maybe or new cars or I don't know. But even then, I, I even though we're automotive myself, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it. I don't know the demographic. Everybody needs tires, rich, poor, young. My, my demographic tends to be more on the the well-to-do. So I don't want to just shoot all my arrows broadly at, at all income levels. I want to just be more razor sharp. And there that's where I'll put my money. You know, I don't have money just to blow weight on bad advertising or weak advertising. That wouldn't make sense. Um, so anyway, so sponsored event, that soccer thing, you probably wouldn't do it. Because unless you're uh, really related to or you're just basically, basically looking to build your brand, once again, I mean, how many people in that soccer stadium are going to be interested in what you have to do? Unless it's like for a food promotion in the soccer, uh, stadium. Hey, you know, we're giving a two for one hot dogs or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That might work, but I'm not going to advertise the automotive business or anything else to a soccer, uh, fans. That would be stupid. I think think it's, or wasteful has that, has that. So. I mean, if you're going to sponsor something, sponsor something directly related to your business. Let's say I have an automotive business. Let's say there's was a car show. Okay, I'm still not going to probably get because those people at the car show not necessarily need my stuff. But at least I, it's it's closer shade to Kevin Bacon than than 50 degrees away from Kevin Bacon. You know, I'm at the soccer stadium where it's a bunch of yahoos that are in, you know, just just sports fans. But that doesn't mean they're into cars or need need car service or whatever. So. Um, so just keep in mind, what are you, what are you trying to do? What are, you, what are you trying to do? Yeah, I'm talking to you over there in the, in the pink dress. Um, you're trying to get eyeballs. You're trying to keep costs low at the same time, but get eyeballs. Eyeballs that are, would be interested in aligned up with what you do. Okay, which that's target marketing. Um, long time podcast listeners will know that I mentioned Jeremy from uh, Dent Precision, what have you, out in Florida. 10 grand for a consultant probably 10 years ago. And one of the main things they told him besides raising his prices, they said, you know, wild colors on your vehicles. So you get attention and even your shirt should be black, neon green and pink and yellow. And that way it looks like a, a you know, unicorn threw up on you guys or shit on you, but it's going to get people's attention, you know? Um, and, and that, and that's, that's huge. in these neon bright colors, I mean, and it did, it helped, it boosted everything. And he made more money also because he, he raised his prices, but he also did it by substantiating the raise. At the end of the day, you, you want to get attention, like I said. So here's another one. I'm going to pose a question to you. Johnny, this one's for you. Yeah. Hand in the air. How do you get people to talk about you and talk good about you, by the way? You know, you could do something really bad. Yeah. I streaked across the, the, the main town center and people were talking about me. Okay, that's good, but not so good because they're talking about you in a bad light. And what do they say? No, all publicity is good, or there's no such thing as bad. I think I think if you were streaking, you were the business owner. That might be bad. There there are some limits to that to that statement, right? Um, but but you want to get you want to get people to talk about you. So here here's something: silent salespeople. You might be thinking, well, how can I have somebody sell for me if they're silent? Well, what we mean by silent is, is no, they're talking, but they're not really your salespeople. They're people that are your, your customers. They're selling for you right now. And they're not really selling. They're just talking about you because you did such a kick-ass job and or you were unusual enough that you weren't boring. You didn't blend into the freaking ether, you know, the freaking wall, wall board. You didn't you know, right into the freaking brick landscape. Oh, this guy stood out, you know, he did this and this and this, and it was amazing. And, you know, you really got to check this out. It really, you know, I was enchanted by it. It's cheaper guys and gals to be unusual and exceptional than to hunt and pay for eyeballs one by one, dollar by dollar. I'm going to say it again. This is one of those, this is where the, like the episode's going to culminate, right? This is like the big, the plot twist. It's cheaper to be unusual and, and exceptional I didn't say it was easy. It's not. It's harder, actually. But it's cheaper. It's more affordable for a business to be unusual and exceptional than hunt for eyeballs one by one and dollar by dollar. It's super hard to be original, isn't it? It's so easy for all of us just to freaking mail it in. Put on our normal socks, put on our normal clothes, put the normal you know, eat the normal food, drive on our normal cars, normal, normal, normal. how how do you get attention with that shit? You don't. And we wonder why we bore each other. 99% of marketers suck, guys. It sucks because they can't be creative. They're uncreative. So what do they do to get business? They just buy freaking ads. And they just shoot the same old rhetoric. Hey, I'm better. I've been around longer. I'm cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, does that really work? To to some extent, because we all need the the consumables that most people are selling. But we're drawn to the people that are the one percenters. Oh, you want to know an example, Bill? All right. I'm glad you asked. Let me uh, scroll here on my little notes. I got a few examples for you. There's a local pool guy here in town. He's got three classic trucks, like old Chevy C10s if you're a car guy. And they're all two-tone. And they're two-tone the same color. They're like uh, turquoise and white. And I'm not saying he's crushing it. But when I see those trucks, I think, number one, cool. And if I needed a pool guy, I'd probably want to check them out because I just want to check out these trucks. And number two, he's identifiable. So right away, he set himself apart. He's not in some dumbass normal pool supply thing that has no logo on it, nothing cool, you know. And this guy's creative, so he got my attention because he's, you know, off the beaten path. Number two, remember the ice bucket challenge, the ALS ice bucket challenge. And I forget what, what that even benefited, but it it got it got super viral because people were basically prompted to. To get in touch with each other and, and prompt them to do this Ice Bucket Challenge. And that's the kind of thing. If you can have a, a, a promo that prompts other people to take action with relation to what your business is, game over. Game over. Another one is if you listen to the podcast a couple episodes episodes ago, I talked about the, the Seattle fish market with the throwing fish and how they get like 10,000 people a day visit, visiting this damn fish market. And a percentage of it is because of that stupid ass wacky throwing the fish. I talked about the Fountain Valley Body Works here in SoCal, the giant smiley face facing the freeway, and giving away free smiley t-shirts. Have you guys ever heard of holy crap cereal? It used to be happy foods, and then somebody on one of the videos did a testimonial and said, holy crap, this is good. They said, you know what? What if we just, what if we did, is it a bad idea if we went to that, that name? So they did, and guess what? A thousand percent increase in sales. It, it's because it stands out, okay? General Mills and Post cereals are not going to serve up a holy crap cereal because they're just they're old stodgy brands, right? Procter Gamble is probably not going to, although probably Pro- 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 Procter Gamble might buy that brand eventually. But and I'll leave you one more, guys. This this one I don't even want to I don't even want to share it really because I just think it's such a gold mine. But um, I'm going to spell it out. There's this lady, I think she's in the UK, her name's Ling, L-I-N-G, and the website is Ling's Cars, L-I-N-G-S-C-A-R-S, so lingscars.com. And what what Ling does is she leases vehicles, I believe. She might sell them too, but she's just a private leasing uh, agent or consultant or whatever. She's doing, I forget how many millions of dollars, like 3.5 or 4 million dollars a month, a month. And why? Is because she's cool? Yeah, she's probably cool, but she's wacky and she's entertaining. And she, she did earn she got earned media because of her personality and, and her marketing. Just go look at that website. The website you'll see is absolutely nuts. It it's stupid, it's old, it's like from nineteen ninety-two or nineteen ninety-five with its old animated gifs and shit, but it's intentional. And she gets it. And like I said, We can all do a little bit of this in our business and break out and not be boring. I've had a podcast episode not too long ago. I said, don't be boring. And it relates to this. Stand out. So anyway, but that's hard, isn't it? So continue doing what you're doing. I'll do what I do. We'll all be droll and monotone and boring. So anyway, guys, food for thought, right? I appreciate you tuning in. We got another episode coming up this uh, Wednesday, Friday. I might do one from the airport. That's probably not a bad idea. I'll do one from LAX, LAX. I think we're flying out of out of LA this time. Oh, goody. Anyway, thanks so much, guys. Appreciate tuning in and have have a uh, tuning in and have a great one. We'll catch you on the next SAI Source Marketing Podcast. Bye bye for now.